Week 15 and the Helipod is once again brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app. And believe it or not, we are kicking off the 2020-2021 NBA basketball season. And we have a no-brainer for all customers. New and existing, if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store right now because you don't want to miss this. You are going to get a point spread of plus 75 on the team of your choice on opening night. All you have to do is bet. If your team doesn't lose by more than 75 points, you're going to double your money. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. They make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. I've had a couple of friends ask me about this. Dude, you put your money in, you take your money out, Super easy. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code HELIPOD when you sign up to get your plus 75 point spread on opening night for a shot to double your money. That's the code HELIPOD, H-E-L-L-I-E-P-O-D to D-O-U-B-L-E, your money now. For a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Tennessee only. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789. And as always, we are also brought to you by Viori. V-U-O-R-I. If you haven't tried this stuff, if you haven't listened to this pod before, you need to do it now, uh, especially with Christmas approaching. I'm look at this. Look at this vest I'm wearing right now. Look at this hoodie I'm wearing right now. Look at MJD. Look here. I think I have the same hoodie. It's, you got I have the, the same see, see that liner. I love that. Sorry. Don't mean nice. to don't mean to touch your head like that. You didn't um, touch my head. You touched the hoodie. Touch the hoodie. Uh, it's awesome. It's the finest athleisure apparel out there on the market. It's great for your. Where, gal. When am I gonna get the vest? Do we have to have everything the same. I mean, if you I, or at least let me get it, and you don't have it. All right, it's fine. Viore, we're going to have to work on a vest for uh, MJD. I, I mean, it's constant, man. He, he is a gear <laughs> hound. You're going to love this stuff. V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod for 20% off today. I, I have to tell you, a couple of my uh, friends up north say they love Viore and that they're going to use the, the the code. And it's awesome. I've been getting a lot of uh, messages on Instagram about it. Love it. Yeah, yeah it's as, great. As if I, who sent me a message it was somebody we used to work with at, oh, at, at Tiffany Blackman. Oh, yes. yes, yes. She sent me a message on Instagram. She goes, I see this stuff everywhere. When are you going to give me some gear? And she goes, oh, my bad. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was DMing MJD. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't, she, she knows not to, to talk to me like that after she pushed me up that hill. But if I was wearing my Viore, she wouldn't have been close. But she almost made me pull my hamstring. So I've been trying I, for that. Actually. I think Tiff's getting some Viore right now as we speak. And you should too. V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod. This is the helipod with MJD presented by Viore. Let's go. MJD, welcome, Dan. my friend. Yeah. It, it, listen, this week 14 was crazy. It was nuts. And by the way, it wasn't any crazier on Sunday than it was on, on Monday. Oh, by the way, because I always forget to do this. Let me let me welcome Matthew Bubar, oh, our crack no. researcher. He doesn't need to be hello, welcomed hello. in after what happened on Saturday. So uh, let's just leave mean, it at that. Uh, just, okay, cool. That's all right. Little USC, that was a, that was UCLA it. love. SC I mean, had no business winning, but they did. No that's business it. winning, but they won. It. And it's crazy. But I, I was so happy. Uh, it, it was, you know, I, I, I'll say this. 
Because I know we, are we, we going to start talking? I mean, listen, no, no, this is market. But they need to because this is because there was some there was some some pro talent out there. I mean, SC has two or three receivers, quarterback. No, no. Usually, had a tight end, some defensive players out there yep. playing well, but they, they. I mean, I thought it was it was a very entertaining game. No doubt, least. I was excited to watch. Oh, it, it was so. hell of a game, hell of a game. So. As was Monday night, the Monday night football game between the Ravens and the Browns was the game of the year. I think so far, it was the best Monday night game since the Rams and Chiefs game back in 2018. Remember that one was supposed to be in mm-hmm. Mexico City. They moved yep. it to the Coliseum. That game combined for 105 points. Um, this one, not quite as many, just 89, but 58 total first downs, Bubar told me earlier. The average number of first downs in his game is is generally mid-40s. Mm-hmm. And 13 more than, than yeah, the mid-40s. I mean, so what, what I don't like about what I didn't like about it was the Ravens' defense got hurt, got Why banged Why do you have up. to start with a negative? Because it's, it's true. Like, if you expect to win in the playoffs, you have to play defense. You can't – you're not going to win in the playoffs scoring, you know, X amount of points. If you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, when they played teams, let's say, for example, they played the Houston Texans. The Texans jumped up 24-0 on them. After that, the Houston Texans didn't score ever again, and they ran off how many ever points straight. You have to play defense in the playoffs. So no matter what, there was no defense being played. It was score for score, tick for tack, and that doesn't work. Your defense has to show up eventually. And so the Baltimore Ravens, I'm more – I would say I'm, I'm – I'm, I can't even say – Cleveland has to figure out what the hell what the hell is going on over there, like defensively, right? They just didn't show up. Now they played some defensive games and some bad weather, and that's awesome. But they have to be more consistent on defense. And then Baltimore has to get healthy. I mean, they they were losing guys left and right out yeah. there, corners, and you got your third and fourth string corner out there playing. And Baker Mayfield did what what you're supposed to, which I, I was happy about to see him play well. But he was attacking the fourth corner out there, right, and getting getting down the field, which is smart, and attacking their linebackers or Kareem Hunt, but. If you expect to win in the playoffs, and I know we're going to talk about all the scoring, you have to play defense. And the Baltimore Ravens know that. Last year they got whooped by the Tennessee Titans because the Titans played defense and ran the ball at them. It was just an incredible story. I mean, a Willis Reed type moment with Lamar coming out of the locker room. Who's Willis Reed? Huh? Who's Willis Reed? Is he being serious? Yeah, I don't know who that is. He's one of the uh, great New York, New York Knicks of all time. He was. You yeah, don't know he, the story when he got he, hurt and then he came back and he was like limping out he, onto the court and everyone's like, oh my God, he's leg, coming back. He limped back nah, in. Limp you, know, to victory. you guys got to remember, you know, I'm from the West Coast one, two. So am only I. Person, only person I know about something like that is Paul Pierce. Well, Paul, <laughs> didn't Lamar call Paul Pierce out on Twitter? Yeah, yep. Paul Pierce was twi- trending on Twitter That's because right. Lamar's like, listen, this was not a Paul Pierce situation. The pride of Inglewood. Hey, but I, I mean, I look, at the end of the day, that moment was crazy because Trace McSorley is after leading him down the field. He's playing well, and then boom, his knee goes out. Then it's like, who's going to play quarterback? What is going on? And someone must have called in the closer, the lefty. And here comes old Lamar jogging out there like, what is the movie where he, uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, what his name is, something Vaughn? Major League. Major League. And he comes oh, out. Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn, yeah. And he came out wild like Ricky thing. Vaughn. Yeah, like Wild Thing. And Bring in Vaughn. And the first play, fourth and six or fourth and five or whatever it was, goes down and throws a touchdown to a guy who he had dropped had, a couple. He had dropped like five passes, right? Well, he disappeared the last couple of games, to be honest. Yeah. Hollywood was nowhere to be found. That passing game was nowhere to be found. I, I, I mean, just to kind of talk about the whole game, I feel like Baltimore kind of found their identity against the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple weeks ago. 
um, with RG3 and Trace McSorley playing, they had to run the quarterback, and they kept that game close. Yeah, they lost that game, but, but they was, played well. They played really well, and they're like, oh. without I mean, with the JV team, yeah. essentially. Oh, we could win. We can win like this. And then the next week, they play the Cowboys. They rush for 294 yards. And then this week, they rush for over 200 again against the Browns. Now, all of a sudden, this is a team that's starting to pick up steam, and down the stretch, their schedule's cake, right? We, we call it WWW. Dot playoffs, if you think about it, who they're playing. It's Jags, Giants, Bengals the next three. The Ravens are eight and five right now. They're in the eighth spot. They're going to finish the year 11 and five, and yes. they'll be in the playoffs. Well, I don't know. Well, they're behind Miami, who holds a tiebreaker over them because of a better conference record, but, but Miami plays New England, Las Vegas, and Buffalo. So if you're Buffalo, do you play your starters there, or do you use that as a bye week to get ready for the next? Thing because you probably at this point you'd have the the division that's, clinched. That's a really great question, and, and you, I hadn't thought about that. And would that you yet. rather play the Baltimore Ravens or would you rather play the Miami Dolphins? You Miami, see what I'm saying? I'd rather play Miami. Exactly. So you it, it's it's a lot mm. that like it's. I know the Miami's that's been playing well. Yeah, like a lot of coaches are like, oh, we want to go out to the win. Listen, I've been on this. I was I remember in 2007 we knew. We were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in the in the uh, wild card round. We had already knew we were locked in at the fifth spot. They were at the fourth spot, so we were good. So instead of us playing that that week, we practiced the Houston, but we also practiced some of our Pittsburgh Steelers stuff just to have another. And none of the starters played, and we I think we lost to Houston, but we were really we had an extra week to prepare for Pittsburgh. We went up there and won. And right. so if you're the Buffalo Bills, you get an opportunity to say, do we want to play the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson? You get to pick your poison. You get to pick your poison in that situation. So, I, again, I, I'm not saying that they will or they won't, but I do believe the Baltimore Ravens, if they get in the if they get in the tourney because they are all of a sudden they found who they are, they're scary. I, dude, I think the Browns are scary too. I was I was impressed by the Browns last night. Yep. You're talking, you're kind of shitting on them. I'm not. I'm I was, not. Listen, I keep waiting for Baker to fall back down to earth. Baker's playing well. Yeah, he might be picking on the fourth corner. That's smart football. That's, I'm not saying he you wasn't. Know? Yeah. Um, they're, they're running the ball well. I I, lear- I felt like I learned as much about the Browns last night as I did the Ravens. Well, I, I think, I, again, I think both teams will be scary getting in. Um, the thing is this, and this is why, this is why the, this is why I think the the uh, Ravens may get in because the Browns are going to be 11 and 5. They're gonna they're gonna win they're gonna win um, the next two games I think they play the Giants and then they play the I'm pulling it up right now yeah I think they're playing the Giants and someone else but then they have to play they go, Pittsburgh they go at they go at the Giants on Sunday night yep then they go at the Jets yep and then they're home against the Steelers week seventeen mm. so by the way Giants is it's not a gimme it's not a gimme but with Daniel. Uh, Jones oh, back there, it definitely go. is. God, we'll talk about that later. In, but I'm just saying. Him. Reoccurring theme. I'm just saying. <laughs> one, it, 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 it's great. When he plays, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they just, you know, maybe Colt McCoy is a guy. I don't know. But <laughs> that's where that's where it gets tricky when you look at all the playoff stuff. Like, right. if Pittsburgh beats them, um, then all of a sudden Baltimore is going to get in because Baltimore has a tiebreaker over mm-hmm. them right. head-to-head, right? They swept them. So it's 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 a lot, man. But that game, you you could tell that Baltimore was in playoff contention, that they were playing like it was the playoffs offensively. And then you could tell that Cleveland is a much better team than they were week one. Yes. A 100%. much better team. I mean, and ba- that, sorry, no, no, go ahead. I, I was just kidding. Baltimore was playing for their life last night because, they, you know, they win their own their one game back. If they lost, they'd be three games back with three to play. It'd be toast. So, I mean, right. they were literally playing for their lives. So, so I mean – 
like I said, give them credit. They, they showed up when they needed to show up. But with Cleveland, too, they weren't playing with Denzel Ward. That's their best corner. Right. And but Miles Garrett kept going in and out of the game. Um, but, but let's be full honest. Full strength to full strength. The Browns are. No. You're not going to tell me the Browns are better than the Ravens. I'm going to tell you why. No matter what Denzel Ward was doing, they threw the ball for 80 yards. It wasn't like it wasn't like uh, like it was Patrick Mahomes back there. It's Lamar true. Jackson was running the rock. He rushed for over 100 yards in that game. That's what they're. That's what they are. Yeah, Gus Edwards played. Yeah, Gus Edwards plays well. Uh, J.K. Dobbins played well. Mark Andrews showed up big when they needed to. But you're not going to put Denzel Ward on Mark Andrews. Right? No, no, like, that's so true. It, like, Unless you're a Belichick coach team, that's the only way you would do that. Yeah, and he's done that. Yeah, he's, he's done that plenty. Yeah, but right, but Denzel Ward one. is not Aqib Talib, or nope. he's not Darrell Reeves, a bigger corner, Agreed. right? So you're not going to do that. But even at the end, at the end of the day, I I believe both teams kind of, if not, I I don't know if the Browns will make the playoffs this year, but I know next year they'll be much better. I think you'll get Odell Beckham, but they're starting to feel, realize like you could be in this offense with Odell Beckham, because imagine if they had him. Right, oh. who you like? You're now you're putting. You know, you got other dude. Like they get, they have weapons out that they can go. Um, but it, at the, look, at the end of the day, this was a great AFC North matchup that had playoff uh, um, implications to it. And the Baltimore Ravens did exactly what we thought they should have been doing from week one. Yeah, I, I, I the Browns right now are in the five spot. And at this juncture, like I said, I was impressed by them. I, I would be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. Let's let's move on to the second best team in, in football. Because right who's now. the best? Well, Kansas City. We know You're that. right. That, that, that's, Kansas City is the best. My, There's no question Patrick, about my that. my homeboy out there, played his worst game and still won. I know. That's what's so that's crazy, the man. Best Three part picks. About it. And against a very good football team, by the yeah. way, in, in Miami. All right. So th- this is my list um, Packers are the top seed in the NFC. Uh, you know, the Saints, let's see what happens against Kansas City this week. You have the Steelers, uh, who have lost a couple in a row now. The Bills, who are just maybe one of the top two most complete teams in football. And I have the Rams on the bottom of this list with question mark, question yeah. mark, because I knew you would bring them up. No question. So who out of that list, did I leave somebody off? Who's the second best team in football, regardless so, of conference? So this is what I, I'll say. And I, uh, you, you left the Seahawks out. Um, I think they have an I opportunity. Did. They because I, I think they actually match up well with some of these other teams. When you talk about, you have to be able to match up with a team a certain way. Okay, All right, so let's let's say it's Kansas City. Let's say that's the number one team, and you need to match up with that team to win the Super Bowl, regardless of conference. I don't, let's just see, throw I don't, them all I don't, I don't know if I don't like. I would the reason I would say the Rams, and then people are all oh, your bias because you. But, but I'm I'm biased. I see them every every week, but I know what they have as a team. You well, have a shutdown corner. You have a, uh, a arguably the best defensive player, right, in football, in Aaron Donald, and you're you have a great defense. You match up well with everyone for the most part. Um, and actually, they're going to get healthier down the stretch. Like you're going to get Taylor Rapp back. You'll get some other guys back, so they'll, they'll be healthier offensively. The only thing that would scare me offensively, and again against them, is if they run into the Pittsburgh Steelers. That they they play a different brand of football. Well, they used to play a different brand. Are you of football. talking about the Rams right now? Or Kansas yeah, I'm talking City? about the the Rams. Okay, what, what like teams that match up with them? Okay, I think can the, the thing with Kansas Kansas City plays right into their hands because they like to throw the ball. That 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 fits right into what Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, them rushing the quarterback. Mm-hmm. That that fits into what they want to do. The reason I said the Pittsburgh Steelers because last year they ran the ball down uh, any team that faces. The Rams, if you if you go out there and you run at them like the Niners do. Yeah, Pittsburgh can't run the ball right now, though. Nope. Well, that's why I said. So I don't even have Pittsburgh in there because their defense is shredded, too, with injuries. Saints, 
I just think they match up well. I think Jalen Ramsey matches up well with them. He matches up with Mike Thomas. Um, Aaron Donald again pressured. They've they've seen him. The Packers. I, th- I think that the Packers again. Like you put Jalen Ramsey on on Devonte uh, Devonte Adams. All of a sudden, like he may not be nullified, but he's not going crazy, right? And then who else are you throwing the ball to in that situation? What else are you doing? Mercedes Lewis, our guest, who's going to be coming will, up on the Helipod in a moment. We'll talk about that because they, they have been throwing my dog uh, the ball, but not as much as they need to. But it's true, right? So you go back to it. Like That's why I feel like the Rams are the second best team because they match up well with everyone down the stretch. And Here, to, here's, here's my thing about the Rams, though. How do you beat Kansas City? You have to beat Kansas City. You have to have a good defense. You have to be able to run the ball. That's and it. you have to take shots and, and hit those shots. That, that's though. what the Raiders have done. The Rams, I think, can do that. So to your point, I, I, I just, I, I have some concerns about Goff. No I'm question. stuttering because I have concerns about As Goff hitting should. those big shot plays when he needs to. As you should. He has not played well this season. He's played well at times, moments in games, but not consistently as you right. should. But all of a sudden you have a running game now. That's the key. That's the craziest part about it. All of a sudden, they can run the ball on whoever they want to. You run the ball on the New England Patriots, who have been one of the top, I don't want to say they're one of the top rush teams, but they're one of the more physical teams out there. You just run, run right down their throat, right? Yep. And, and that's the key, too. I mean, the, the, the Patriots showed us uh, two years ago how to beat the Chiefs. You got to have a good defense. You slow the game down and you run the ball down their throats. They you, were able to do that. And I like that in theory that you slow the game down, you run the ball. But we saw with the Raiders, you got to score points. Yep. You got to score points too, man, and yep. you got to hit those shots. Absolutely. So, so, so I, I tell people this: if you look at the the, the Chiefs, they've played. They're going to play the Saints this week, right? And we're going to talk about that game later on. The Steelers don't have a chance. They don't. They can't score enough points, and their defense is shredded. Injuries. Bud Dupree, like hearing, hearing Mike Tomlin say that T.J. Watt doesn't need Bud Dupree, and then seeing what happened against the Buffalo Bills shows me that, yeah, Bud Dupree was much more to this defense than what you were leading on to be. And that he was a huge – they may want to think about either tagging him again or finding a way to re-sign him because he's needed in that situation. That means Big Ben may need to give some of that money back or someone else needs to give some money back, but you need Bud Dupree on the other side of TJ Watt or something like that. Don't talk about people giving money back. I'm just saying, if you want to win, if you're – you know, I'm just being honest. If you're going to – Offensively, you're just you're playing check down football, which is fine. But defensively is how you're winning games. If you can't get consistent pressure on the quarterback, Josh Allen was sitting in the pocket at some points for like eight seconds. Doing his how taxes many, back there. Hey, Dubar, can yeah. you look up how many times he was uh, sacked and, and pressured in that game? I don't That's know a great if he point. was sacked. I don't think he was sacked. Um, for Josh, sure. All right. I I love everything you said there. And by the way, the Rams were my last team on that list. And sometimes you say things that really make a lot of sense, MJD. Before I finish, though, the only reason that I would say the Packers right now is because the way Aaron's playing. Well, he's, he's playing like – I've never seen anyone play like that before. And my homeboy is playing well, but Aaron Rodgers is like – he's really on he, his he's thing. He's been phenomenal. And, I mean, listen, and their their defense has been playing better. They, they're having some emerging guys, some young guys like yeah. Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage. Jair I'm, Alexander. I'm, I'm happy Rashawn Gary's getting on the field, too. Like, how do you draft this guy first round and he don't play for two years? How many yeah. ever years has it been? Um Jair Alexander's become one of the best corners in in football. This is the other thing. Remember the tree that a lot of these coaches are coming under. 
Where was Matt LaFleur? Whose tree was he on? Well, the tree tree is really Mike Shanahan's right. tree. But, he, but it's he the was, Sean McVay tree he after came that. Out of, yeah, he came He's off the, the Sean, Sean McVay. Sean's the big... Well, Kyle and Sean are the two big branches yeah, under the Mike and, Shanahan and tree. And LaFleur is coming out of that, too. So yeah. they all run the same stuff. Right. So this like you're playing yourself again, right? Yeah. I mean, they run a lot of 11 personnel stuff. They really don't come two backs, two, two backs, one tight end. They're more 11, 12 personnel. Same thing the Rams are doing. And so... The one thing that the Packers will have if they can keep the NFC is that Jared Goff and the Rams do not play well in the cold. And if you got to go to Lambeau to play play the Green Bay Packers, that's where you you may have, you know, some issues. You that's where home field advantage is so important. It's less about and don't get me wrong, like the fans do a hell of a job of keep making the environment crazy, but weather impacts it. If you're playing in Los Angeles in a dome it's yeah. even playing field. You're going to get the best. But if you have to play up there in the weather and the 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 cold, the snow, all that, it's going to be a problem. I can't I can't wait for the playoffs. Um Travis Kelsey oh, has God. been off the chain good this year. Yeah. Um he had eight catches for 136 yards uh and a touchdown. Yeah. He is going to shatter George Kittle's single season record for a tight end in terms of yardage, which is 1377 yards. Right now, Kelsey has 1,250 yards. He's leading the NFL in receiving yards. If he, let's say he has, and this is conservative, right? There's three games left. Let's say he has 1,500 yards and he leads the NFL in receiving. Could we give him the Offensive Player of the Year yeah, award? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Hands that doesn't down. make sense. I, I, Gotta I, give it to him, right? At age 31, he's playing like he's 26. He's 31 years old at this point in the season. As a 31-year-old, he's having the best season a tight end has ever had in the history of the NFL in being a 31-year-old at this I, pace. And I'll say this. They don't they don't ask him to do things that normal tight ends do. Nope. They don't ask him to run routes that normal receivers run. That's why he'll be able to play for a long – that's why they gave him that contract because how they're utilizing him. They utilize him as a big slot receiver. They don't really have him in there like fighting other defensive linemen. Like he'll block every now and then, he's but it's a, he, not. And he's a solid blocker. Yeah, but when it's he needs not like. Block. Yeah, but it's like we're not. That's not what you do. That's not what we were paying you for, right? And it's just, it's just. I just feel like when you talk about the Kansas City Chiefs after last year winning the Super Bowl, that they kind of just they understood who they were at that point. Like this is who we are, and we we have a great quarterback. We have a great tight end, and we have a great receiver who is blazing fast. And we got a bunch of other complimentary guys around him. We want to run the ball more. We're going to go get two other running backs. We're going to take one in uh, free agency uh, after he gets cut by the Jets, and we're going to draft one in the first round. And you know what? They still can't run the ball to save their lives unless they're playing the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) But everyone else, if you try to stop the run, guess what? Travis Kelsey finds a way to get open and makes plays. And it it just fits. He can play that for another four or five years, like that for another four or five years. Because he's always, he's going to be more athletic than linebackers he's going against. He's going to be bigger than safeties that try to cover him. And he just be, he's the biggest mismatch on the field at all times. I'm looking at his contract numbers here. He signed a uh, yeah. four-year, $57 million deal um, in 2020. He's underpaid. I mean, he's just—he's such a weapon out there. It's, it's unbelievable. The, and you're had, right, the way they've constructed but, that offense with Tyreek, with him, uh-huh. you have Sammy, you have McCoy, yeah. you have the two running back. It's but this is the thing, though. You know why he took that deal? Because he wanted to win. He took less. They all took less money. Patrick Mahomes, that deal he got, worth—he they got him on a bargain. 
Well, of course it is. I mean, it sounds good on paper because it's the biggest contract in, in yeah, it's NFL 50, history. 50 a year ain't enough for him. No. His worst game, Do we? can you pull up his stats? From his last week? His worst game was last week that we can say we saw him play. His worst game, three interceptions, whatever it may have been, and the game was out of hand. Well, here, here's what happened. So he was, <laughs> he was 24 of 34 for 393 yards, two touchdowns, and the three interceptions, and he was sacked three times. Uh, and against he took Miami. a 30-yard sack or something that crazy bad, like that. That was a bad, bad sack. But we've, here's what we've seen from Patrick Mahomes, and I, I think you could say the same thing about the Super Bowl. We've seen Patrick Mahomes play a bad quarter, two bad quarters, even three bad quarters. I don't know that we've seen Mahomes play a bad game from start to finish. Literally, he played this. He played his best game was in the second and third quarter of this game. The fourth quarter went off the rails. The first quarter went off the rails. But that's what I'm saying. They score so quick. And I, and I, I tell people this all the time. Like, like, oh, you're supposed to be a Jags fan. Like, oh, I always root for the Jags. I always root for the Raiders. And I'm always going to root for the Rams. <laughs> but my excitement and what I want to watch, the team I want to watch the most is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. because they they do things that you can't see. And plus, my homeboys are OC. And then my homeboys are, you know, Patrick, that's my homeboy. Can, can we get BNME on the podcast at one point? I'll, I'll, I'll send a text out and see if we can get him on all here. Right. But I love what they do and how they strike. And that they're not afraid to take shots and they're not afraid to be aggressive all the time. This is what's crazy about Kansas City. Their leading rusher in that Dolphins game was Clyde Edwards Elaire. He had 16 carries for 32 yards. Yeah. 32 yards, their leading rusher. Well, no, no, it was him and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek had one carry for 32. That's, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's what's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yes, Travis Kelsey can win Offensive Player of the Year. No, and he it, should. And maybe should win Offensive Player of the Year. Um, we have a few minutes before uh, Mercedes joins us. I want to ask you about two quarterbacks okay. that are really interesting to me, and I think everybody that's listening. Jalen Hurts gets his first start um, against the Saints and Taysom Hill. Those two guys are fascinating. Why did it work with Jalen? Well, two reasons. I, I think, one, that he doesn't have – well, three reasons. One, he doesn't have the pressure – of winning a Super Bowl like Carson Wentz put on himself. I believe that is the one thing that has driven Carson Wentz crazy and wrong when playing quarterback. He tries to make the big play all the time. Um, and it's because Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. He goes up on the, on the, on the podium like, I'm going to win one next year. I can't wait to do it. He should have never said that. Because you could tell that it was eating at him that he wasn't the quarterback, the Super Bowl MVP. Um, so his play showed that. Guys are running wide open, Right. And he's instead of him throwing the the open seam route or the open this, he's throwing it down the field and Taking the double triple. Yeah, like you shouldn't do that. Um, so Jalen Hurts doesn't have that pressure on him. He doesn't feel that. So Dallas Goddard is running wide open right across the middle of the field. Guess what? It's a four yard route. I'm gonna throw it to him and see if he can give me ten. Get you ten. Right? He he was taking what the defense was giving him. And that is how you play the quarterback position. Yes, shots will come around, but you have to you can't force those. They have to come. You have to allow them to come to you. You can't try to make it happen. Two, or that well, that was two. And then three was his athleticism. His athleticism, being able to run the ball for 100 yards as a quarterback, then having Miles Sanders open up your your running game cuz now they 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 they're again what we saw in the Baltimore Cleveland game at the end. Cleveland was going after Lamar Jackson and not after Gus Edwards, and he was running touchdowns. The Saints were going after Jalen Hurts and not after Miles Sanders. He's rushing touchdowns. And that puts stress on a defense. So if you can do those things, you can play. And it is it is a different element. And, you know, people will say, well, the Saints, they didn't, they didn't get their practice. They didn't know what to expect. 
I don't want to hear that. Your defense, you're supposed to be able to adjust. After the first, you see how a team is going to attack you, you're supposed to be able to adjust. Jalen Hurts used his legs to convert first downs. He used his arm to throw first downs and touchdowns. He did both. He had he had that pretty back shoulder throw to uh, Alshon. We haven't seen Alshon in two years. Nope. Yeah. All of a sudden, Alshon shows He's up. He's alive. He right? Is. Like, he brought a different, and I think one of their players, he brought a different type it, of energy and leadership. It was Miles Sanders who said that about his confidence and him not getting rattled, and the confidence was something that essentially they needed to see as a team, and it resonated throughout that entire roster, and we, we saw what happened. I think Jalen Hurts was a better thrower of the football than, than Taysom Hill. Oh. And that's my biggest question mark about Taysom Hill is he's like a Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. He's so inconsistent. I, I'm rooting for Taysom Hill. I, I've referenced this a couple of times, talking to Sean Payton during Taysom's rookie year when nobody really knew who he was outside of being at BYU for 108 years. And it, he's in love with him. And we we talked to Cam uh, Jordan about it last week. Saying, he said the same thing. He said, like, that, that's the biggest love affair I've ever seen is, is Sean Payton and Taysom Hill. He's infatuated with the guy. I'm not sold yet. Do we know any more about Taysom Hill as a potential starting quarterback in the NFL now than we knew four weeks ago? Not at all. I just know he's they, they've been running what we call the single wing T with him. There's a lot of quarter. What he gives you, he gives you what um, Josh Allen gives you in the red zone. Right, the Buffalo Bills when they can't run a touchdown in the red zone, they just go to the quarterback run. Right. Third and third and two on the two quarterback run, we're, we're going to get to. That's what Taysom Hill gives you. But throwing the ball, and that's why I was so like, I was like, we've never seen him really throw. Like he'll make a throw or two a game, but consistently have to drop back and read defenses and understand coverages and all those things. He struggled with, and I just understand why wouldn't you put Jameis in that situation? But that's not that's not my. It's neither here nor there for me. You've been winning with them, so it's been justifying the fact that you should keep playing them. You lost. Now you're about to play them against one of the most explosive teams in the Nas- in the history of the National Football League. Can he keep up with them? That's the question. Yeah, that's that's going to tell me everything, everything we need to know, not only about uh, the Saints right now without Drew Brees, but about Taysom Hill and his future in the NFL. Listen, he's been in the league now for four years, okay? He's 30 years old. And I mean, that's young for a quarterback. Yeah, he could play another 10 years at quarterback yeah. for sure. But he's not, you know, Jalen Hurts is 22, 23 years old, right? So that's, that's. But Jalen Hurts probably also played more quarterback than he has to. Think about it. I mean, he barely played in college. He played a little he, bit in high school. He didn't, he didn't play any. He in got the, hurt every year. I yeah, he, so he, he didn't really he, get the experience. He had about four years as a starting quarterback at BYU. He just got hurt every year. But that's what I'm saying. So he really didn't have that that playing experience. He's This is really his first time playing quarterback in like six years, that's, ten years. Jalen got to be at the helm of two right. very good programs in college well, football and, and succeeded at both of them. Exactly. I think Jalen is just so battle-tested from a mental standpoint no to go through yep. what he went through at Alabama, getting benched for Tua, seeing Tua come in, win a national championship. He stayed another year, got a little run, and then goes to Oklahoma. And, and almost it wins worked, a Heisman. Yeah, and it couldn't have worked out any better for him you know, at Oklahoma, short of winning a national championship. Um, he's a remarkable young man. But I, again, th- those are things that we don't ever talk about about the quarterback position, how you have to have mental toughness, right? And I'm not. I don't want to like jump on Wentz about it, but we, we're seeing that he doesn't have that. That that Super Bowl win for the Eagles and that statue that he has to walk by. Remember, I told you about that statue, the Nick Foles statue, the Nick, yeah, like, in the parking lot. That messes with him all the time, and I get it. Like, trust me, I I know. I, I let me go because because I couldn't. I'd be like, y'all got to get me up out of here because I can't do this. 
right? Like I did all that work, and you gonna put a statue up of Nick Foles? You see what Super I'm saying? Super Bowl MVP, man. Yeah, but he wasn't. He was. He didn't get it to that point. No. Nope. By the way, uh, just to touch on how good Jalen was. So Jalen Hurts actually joined Lamar Jackson as the only players since at least 1950. 1950 to have a hundred plus rushing yards in their first career quarterback start. That's a hell of a stat. Uh, and that's well, where and the game, passing touchdown. You missed sure. the miss important that's part. That's the key. That's that stat is the passing touchdown and a hundred. But that's yep. what the that's what. So all these, and no disrespect to our, our our colleague at NFL Network, Kurt Warner, but the the old stand in the pocket quarterback, you're going to the wayside. They don't want them anymore nope. because defense is now you have to be at the college game has changed the way the game is being played in the pros. You need to have an athletic quarterback and you need to have athletes on defense to be able to chase them around. If you don't have that, it's over. So I think we've seen this coming for a long time. I just, I don't know why I hadn't watched it yet, but um, I was watching with my son. He loves to just watch 30 for 30s or football lives. And um, we started watching the Michael Vick one. And so, (sighs) so the Mike Vick story, it's almost four hours long. It's like three and a half hours. It's two parts on, on ESPN. Uh, check it out, man. It, I, I mean, we lived that story, right? I was a huge, am a huge yeah. Michael Vick fan. Um, yeah, he, he, he made it. He made it. It made he made it cool to play quarterback in the ghetto. Yep. It was man. It, it's it's an incredible story. But even back then, he, that's when everybody started talking about that position changing. And no. in, in the NFL, that's he was, what he was they, a unicorn, man. They didn't want they didn't want Vick out there like that. No, but after he made the impression that he did on the NFL his first two years, that's when people started saying, oh, okay, we could see more quarterbacks like this. It didn't happen right away. No, it didn't. And then I remember two or three years ago on NFL Network, we did a segment with Mike Rob. I can't remember if you were in it or not, but Michael Robinson said, I envision a time when every team is going to have two quarterbacks, almost a platoon-like system, because they're all going to be like throwers and runners, and you're going to need two guys who can do the same no. thing. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I do think we are to a point now where you're going to see every single quarterback who had their skill set, movement is in their skill set. They so, might not all be runners, per right. se. Well, I'll say this. like, And this is where like, I, I, I really don't like the NFL, right? Steve Young won how many Super Bowls with the 49ers in the 90s? What, three? Two or three? He didn't win two or three. Yeah, he did. Joe Montana won won uh, a couple of the ones. The Niners three. have six or five. Yeah, I think Young maybe won two. Maybe he, won he two. Won, he he won, definitely won. didn't win three. Let's look that up, Ubar, while you're talking. Okay, Go ahead. so but even that, he was a runner. Yeah, oh, he was, for sure. He was he was one of the first guys to take off and go, and he's winning Super Bowls with it. And he was winning him with his legs. The run, the old, the Burger King uh, commercial where they have the guy is Steve Young, but it's like it's the oh, yeah, 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 they yeah, got the Burger the King, King guy running. He's beating teams like that in the playoffs, right? And they're winning Super Bowls where you would think like in the league, like, you know what? I may want to try to get me a guy like this. No, league stay with drop back quarterbacks. You got to win, which I'm, I still believe you got to throw from the pocket. You have to be able to throw well, consistently. Well, you have to be able block. to do both. You, you, have do. To be, you have to be consistently throw from the pocket to win because teams are going to do what they do in the Kyler Murray now. Right. Just rush up the field and not let you get out of the pocket. Well, and that's, right? the, and that's the question about Lamar long term, right? Like, is he going to get to the point where he can consistently win from the yeah, pocket? But we're, like, this is, and this is what I tell people. Lamar is a different – Lamar is a different runner than Kyler Murray. Lamar is a different quarterback than any quarterback we've ever seen because he's built – like a runner, um, he's his body, his he's the way he works out is like a runner, but he can throw the football. So he can take some hits, but he doesn't take a lot of hits. And he's so fast, 
right? Yep. That he's not afraid to run up the middle of your, he's so big and strong and fast, he's not afraid to run up the middle of the pocket and then take off where Kyler is not as big. He's not as, you know, so he's not going to run up in the middle where all those D tackles are. Right. He's going to try to escape on the outside. So I think it'll take Lamar, it may take him a little bit longer to be that better passer where Kyler should, shouldn't be as long. But I still believe at the end of the day, like you have to throw the ball consistently from the pocket. But if you have a guy that can take off and run, like i.e. Deshaun Watson, Right. Or, or, you know, oh, a shout out to my OG, Aaron Rodgers. It puts a stress on the defense. 100%. Because all of a sudden, you don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to take off and run because he's going to just destroy it from the pocket. And then he's athletic enough to get out and rush for a touchdown against Detroit. Well, I'll give you one. And it, he's, he's not a runner, but he can move a little bit. Last night in the Browns Ravens game, there was the, the Ravens have everybody covered up in the secondary, and Baker saw it. And there was some room, and he ran in for the touchdown. And I, yeah, he's I, I, athletic. I had the Ravens in that game. Like, damn, man, you let Baker run in for the touchdown? Come on, he's athletic enough. He's athletic enough. No, he's athletic. He's he's more athletic than we give him because of the way he looks. But he's way he's athletic, and I think I think he's I think he's a guy that you know that's what you're looking for. At least him, right? You need a guy that's at least athletic yes. enough as he is I to would, go. Right, Daniel Jones for the Giants. Even though I talk about how bad he is throwing the ball, he's, he's athletic. Ball he's athletic for he sure. Will, he can run he like can no one's run. business. Josh Allen and Carson Wentz. Like these, yeah. those are the type guy. I think you every, don't. You're not going to see the big bins anymore. Though they're going to be gone. You're not going to see uh, like even Russell Wilson is the one I believe that started all this. To be honest with you, Russell Wilson's ability to scramble, keep plays alive, and throw down the field. Even though now he throws a well from the pocket, but he they were winning Super Bowls because he could keep a play alive and they had a great defense. Russell Wilson is the one who made it possible for somebody to look at Kyler Murray and say, we can draft him number one overall. Right. Yep. I mean, he's he's the godfather. Um speaking of godfathers, Mercedes Lewis, 15 years in the it's NFL. My dog. Uh, played with MJD at UCLA, having a great run with the Green Bay Packers right now at tight end, going to be joining us on the Helipod uh, coming up right after this break. Time for a quick timeout to tell you about a few of our sponsors. And we start with Greens Plus, a health food leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse that green superfood into a bar. The bars, powders, Tastes great. The most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body deserves. All organic, gluten-free, available at Whole Foods, Amazon, or greensplus.com. I recommend going to greensplus.com because you get 20% off if you use the promo code HELI. You like smoothies? Throw some wild berry superfood powder in there. Greens Plus. At Vaco, the motto is we invest in your career, so you are here for the duration of ours. Vaco, a premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in the areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. You need somebody to fill that C-suite position. Vaco has you covered. Their areas of expertise all across the board, folks. Accounting, finance, tech, healthcare IT ops, administration, or international managed services. They were founded in 2002. One of the founding partners, my good buddy Brian Waller, a University of Tennessee alum. He did not like how things went this past weekend against Georgia. I can tell you that much. But Vaco's still growing. They serve over 40 markets across the globe, 1,000 employees, 5,000 consultants, and $750 million 
in revenue. At Vaco, they're doing it right. Check them out, Vaco.com. That's V-A-C-O.com for more info on how they can connect people to their dream jobs and help leading companies find talent to grow their business. I'm not sure how long it's been. I think probably three months or so, but I tried this new product called True Niagen, and I think you should too. There is a trend, MJD, in the scientific community uh, that surrounds the health of our cells. It affects all of us, from former athletes like you to the weekend warriors like myself. We have something in our cells called NAD, which supports our energy and our body's ability to repair itself all the way down to the cellular level. Well, it turns out that NAD declines as we age. It also declines when we overexercise or we don't sleep enough and even when we're exposed to a virus. There is only one NAD booster that is backed by Nobel Prize winning scientists, 10 published human studies and regulatory approvals for safety. And that is True Niagen. Visit TrueNiagen.com to learn more. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N. I haven't been sick in... Three months since I've taken this stuff. It's good. As promised, he is the tight end for the Green Bay Packers. He did go to college and play and was drafted in the same year as one Maurice Jones drew with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. 15 years in the league, a pro bowler, Mercedes Lewis. Man, my brother. Yeah. Yeah, pull your mic in, man. Is this your first time on the podcast? I'm excited, man. I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about my guy here. (laughs) Mercedes... Talk about this season a little bit. I mean, it seems like obviously you guys are now the the number one team in the NFC, uh, but you guys have been playing lights out the last month of the season. What what has that been like? Kind of just getting back and getting things going with in twenty twenty with all that's going on. I think first and foremost is the buy in. Uh, it's the buy in with the team to understand that like yo, you know every every day that we're out here practicing, every game that we're out here playing, we're not just playing to win games and, and get victory. We're playing to stay safe and make sure everybody's family is safe. So uh, I think we've been doing a good job as far as that's concerned with the COVID situation and making sure that everybody's available. So it, it starts there. Um, we got really good leadership, um, you know, between uh, A-Rod, Devontae, me, Bach. Um, you know, we hold it down and we got young guys that follow the leadership. So um, it makes our job easier. It makes the coach's job easier. Um, and just enjoying the process, bro. It's one of the things that they talk about with you all the time in terms of Aaron and Matt LaFleur and what they appreciate you for in that building is not just what you bring on the field, but it's what you bring on the locker room in terms of leadership. You do all the dirty work. Uh, How long did it take you to kind of establish yourself in that locker room? Or did that happen right away when you got there three years ago? Honestly, I mean, I, I... the best thing that I could be is me, right? And, you know, and Maurice could tell you as well, when we were at UCLA, it was the same thing. Um, I like to uh, lead by example, lead from the front with my play. Um, you know, I, I like to say that, you know, obviously there are a lot of alphas in this league, uh, but I, I don't consider myself an alpha because I'm 6'6 and 270 pounds. It's how I treat people around the building. It's how I go about my work um, and show gratitude. And so, you know, as long as I'm doing that every day, um, you know, I've always been in a situation like I am. But it seems like every time you score a touchdown, everyone's excited. Uh, it's been like that since we've been in college. But what is it like now? I mean, Devontae's running up, screaming in your face. Linemen are jumping around. Like, how? what is that like, man? It just seems like they, they really, truly love you there. Yeah, man. It's um, 
it's hard to kind of put in the words, uh, but, you know, the work that we put in throughout the week, um, the example that I try to set, you know, with, with my work, um, and you know how it is when I'm in there in the trenches and then when I, you know, get a touchdown, it's like this big old thing for some reason, like, yo, I've been scoring touchdowns all my life. You know what I mean? Like, right. Exactly. You know, you know what I'm saying? But um, it's definitely a blessing and uh, I don't take it for granted. Obviously, you know, as my as my career continues to get longer in the tooth, it, it's small moments like this that you just you cherish the most, you know, and to be able to do it with uh future Hall of Famers on this team. Uh, it's just amazing, bro. I just got to throw this nugget in. I know you're getting ready for another question, but right. I don't know how many people know this. You became the seventh tight end in NFL history with 400 or more catches and 200 or more games played. The other guys on that list, Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp, Ben Watson, Jackie Smith. I mean, that's elite. That's right. elite. Did did you know before the season that you were creeping up on these type of numbers? Nah, man. And I and honestly, it's like one of those things. Like, so I've been training mixed martial arts for like eight years, and I remember when I first started training. You know, whenever I would throw a good combination, we would spar or throw a good punch. I like would gloat in it, you know. And they'd be like, "Yo, don't ever watch your work." You know what I mean? Whenever you're in the box, you're always striking, and whenever you back up, then you can kind of like rest. But whenever you're in the box. You got to be striking. Don't watch your work. And so, you know, I, I say that to say, you know, I've been playing this game for, for so long. And, you know, when when you're in it and your ears are pinned back and you're just all about the work, the days can get monotonous. And it's, it's just a schedule and it's a routine. You don't really think about it like that, but you just always want to be accountable. And like, you know, when they told me that, I was like, what? Like, that's that's pretty dope. You know, you know, you dream of stuff like that. So it's pretty good. Well, you were talking about in the trenches. I have to go back a couple nights ago, a couple weeks ago, when you guys played the Chicago Bears and you were blocking Khalil Mack. And I, it seemed like you guys got a little tussle. You got tight in there and you threw him down. What was said? Because I was just bring me in the – let me be the earpiece in your in your helmet. What was stated between you two? Because you guys got a little nose-to-nose there. And I know uh, both you guys, actually, but it, it was exciting to see you guys go at it. Yeah, well, first and foremost, uh, the utmost respect for him. I think he's a beast. And – uh Definitely one of those players that, you know, continue to make me better. And he's the reason why I still play this game. Um, you know, we've been battling all night, you know, and um, it's, it's one of those things. And you know how I am about my work. And, you know, it's either me or you and it's not going to be me. You know what I mean? And so it got to the point towards the end of the game. You know, he's frustrated with my technique and what I was doing. He put his hands in my face mask. And then after that, I just kind of, you know, did my thing. And he got up and stood in my face. He was like, it's like that, 89? It's like that? I'm like, bro, don't put your hand in my face mask and it won't be like that. He was like, I'm, I'm going off of you. I'm going off of you. I was like, well, you know I'm not about the dirty stuff. I'm going to play with my technique, and that's just the way it is. And then after that, we dapped up after the game. And, you know, th this game, man, it's, um, it's not only made me a better football player, but a better person in general. You know how much, is how much it teaches you about just life, respect, being humble, um, and just handling your business like a man. So that was just one of them situations, bro. What's the biggest difference in your quarterback from, from last year, the first year with Matt LaFleur to this year? Uh, I just think that as a whole, um, LaFleur and A-Rod are on the same page. Um, you know, obviously 
with a new offense coming in, you know, A-Rod is setting his ways. You're talking about an MVP, Super Bowl winner. He's going to want his own philosophies and, you know, what he thinks should happen throughout the course of a game. And so is Matt. And so I think last year was working out the kinks. This year, A-Rod has more more reign on what we do. And, uh, you know, he, he's able to go to the line and do his thing. So we have like our own offense, right, with Matt, which Matt LaFleur wants us to do. And then you got A-Rod's offense and then they mesh it. So depending on the situation, A-Rod is always going to try to get you in the right situation. If you got post safety or if you got uh, cover two or cover four, whatever it is, A-Rod is going to get you in the right situation, you know, to be successful. So, um, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we've been able to stay on that field, possess the ball. Um, I think I saw some craziest stat where A-Rod has like 39 touchdowns and only had 38 punts. There's something to be said for that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not normal. Like, you don't – like, that's ridiculous. That's possessing the ball. That's scoring. That's – you know, I, I just – I've never been a part of an offense like like that or with a quarterback that does it the way he does it, man. He's just – he's just smooth, man. Well, I think it says as much about Matt LaFleur, a guy that I've known for a long time, as it does A-Rod, that he's willing to let Aaron do what Aaron does. How much of it out there during the course of a game, what, what percentage of it is, is Aaron Rodgers – doing Aaron Rodgers' offense, and what a percentage of it is LaFleur sending the plays in? I think it's about 55% A-Rod. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, we're going to go out there with a game plan that, you know, Matt LaFleur and Nate Hackett puts together, uh, and then A-Rod kind of makes it his own towards the end of the week, and then on Sunday, we just flow, you know? And, you know, it would be times where Matt would be like, A-Rod, what you think? what you want to do here. You know what I mean? Like third down situations, second along situations, A-Rod is doing his thing, you know, and uh, Willing and Dylan out there. And it, it's fun to see it and it's, you know, an honor to be a part of. With the tight end position going more to receiver, right? Travis Kelsey having what almost, well, he has 1,250 yards. yards right now. You see all these guys, right? But we don't see the dominant tight ends blocking like like you have been doing what how have you taken that that responsibility of keeping that position like that and then kind of talking with the younger guys about obviously uh robert tanyan and, and the other guys that are out there blocking how do you kind of show them the way as well well you know obviously kelsey is a monster too you know what i mean he, he does his thing they do a great job of scheming for him and what he does in zone coverages and all that stuff we all know that right and you know for me you know, I, I had, you know, my opportunity in Jacksonville where I was able to do some of those things where they schemed for me. Uh, but in the same token, on the flip side, I was blocking my butt off. You know what I mean? And so, you know, as I continue to um, sustain this career that I'm having, being in Jacksonville where it's predominantly a run game, play action, and then we'll take our shots when we needed them, it's taught me how to block like that. And, and it's built the gristle on my bones to be able to sustain that way, right? And so, you know, we got Tanyan in there where, you know, he's more of a pass-catching kind of guy, but, you know, a willing blocker. And now he's learning the technique. And you know how it is when you got the younger guys that want to learn, you're going to give them the game, right? If you see that they're not really with it, then you're probably not going to, you know, invest that kind of time into that person. He's one of those guys that, you know, he wants all the game, right? And so he keeps me young. I give him some of the old game, you know what I mean? And, you know, I think that's given us an opportunity to be one of the best tight end rooms uh, in, the, in the league. 
Speaking of that tight end room, it was early in the season and we had always said Robert Tanyan. And then all of a sudden there was a tweet or something that comes out from Packers VR or from PR that says it's Tanyan like Funyan. Now I've seen this before, Mercedes, where Patrick Sertain became Patrick Sertan when he was a corner in Miami. Did you know that Tanyan was Tanyan and you're in the room with him every day? Yeah. I mean, that's... That's my guy. We're super close. So we have conversation about it. And, you know, he dealt with it for a little bit, but now he, he's coming into his own. So he's like, hey, man, y'all going to have to get my last name right. I'm not having this. And so he definitely put everybody on notice. And now it's not a thing no more. All right. Listen, what happened this weekend with us, man? What happened, bro? We, the uh, game we was UCLA won. UCLA stuff here? Watch your mouth. Yeah. The game was won, man. What's going on? I don't know. You up there all the time. You What, what, what do we, we yeah. got to do? I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> it is. I will say this. When we were there, you know. They were cheating, so it, it don't matter. But, but yeah, but when we were there, just the, the mental aptitude, you know, just to be tough. And I think when you go up on a team like that, this rank, uh, rivalry game, you got to hold that, man. Man. And uh, I just think they're young. They're very young. Um, and, you know, looking for some leadership. Uh, and that's what it's going to take to take the next step. Can I can I get some young stories from MJD uh, running around Westwood? Relax, man. Mercedes Lewis. Uh, just relax, doing, I mean, I, I need something good. I need some good stories here. This is a podcast, Mercedes. Remember, I mean, you host a, your own podcast, right? No, nah, I don't have one. What? Why did? Why in your Twitter handle does it say that you do a, a podcast? So, so there was yeah. So there was a show uninterrupted called The Thread. Yeah, it was, a, it was a TV show that we did. And it was about four or five episodes that we filmed in March. Okay, um, and, and put that out. Uh, and it's living in a space now, and just trying to figure out what we're going to do with it next. But yeah, okay, all right. It was more of like a like a production though. You I got you. Yeah. I got you. So, so give me a little, give me a little uh, movie script here for MJD, like real life, like like bio, biopic. So one one crazy story was uh, this one. Everybody knew what they were dealing with when it came to Maurice, right? So there was a guy, I think his name was like Wendell Mathis, and he was wearing twenty one. And then when Maurice got to UCLA, obviously he was a freshman. I think when Wendell was like Wendell was like. A junior? I think it was a junior, yeah. Junior? Yeah. Bruh. And Maurice went up to him like, hey, bro, you're going to have to come out that number. <laughs> and <laughs> Just like that. And obviously there was some pushback. They wrestled a little bit in the locker room. And mind you, Wendell was probably like 6'1", maybe like 200 pounds. Maurice came in there, dipped him, put him in his locker. And then after that, that, that was it. Everybody was on notice. Uh, Mojo, Mojo ended up getting that 21 jersey. And we was off to the races from there, bro. Man, and you played, did you play against Maurice in high school when you were at Long yeah, Beach Poly? Yeah, so my senior year, we played against uh, De La Salle and they beat us, was it 29-13 or something like that? Yeah, it was It was like, this is the reason I went to UCLA because we played against each other, but he was the coolest one out of all of them, right? The other, like, he didn't talk trash, he didn't really say nothing, everyone else was chirping. And so when I went to UCLA, I, I was like, man, how do you like it? He goes, I love it. I was like, all right, I'm coming. Because that he was, was it? yeah, our, that was our relationship. Like it was yeah, just, man. and from that point on, we just we hung out a lot in college, and we got drafted together. And he's he's still playing. There's no um, as far as like a a relationship on and off the field that I've had, 
you know, with a player, obviously at that young, we're still young men growing into men. Uh, he was the closest to me. And the way we handled our business on and off the field, whenever we went into a game on Saturday in college, I knew that we had a chance because of him and I. I knew that we had a chance to win. The type of competitors that we are, like it was uh, at one point, it was like, okay, we're running the ball, Maurice is going to get the ball. When that ball's in the air, it's probably going to me, right? And, you know, Coach Cable, you know, he was probably one of the best coaches for us at that time. The enemy was his coach. Uh, John Embry was my coach. He's coaching Kittle now. I mean, we ran a pro-style offense, got coach-like pros. Only him and I got coach-like pros. My tight end coach used to say, any drop ball you have, you're leaving 250000 on the table. Mm. Any missed block, you're leaving 150000 on the table. You're not comparing yourself to nobody in college right now. He was like, just act like you're a free agent about to go get paid in the league. And that's how, that's how I want you to act. And I'm telling you, if you were there watching me and Maurice practice every single day, explosive, uh, whipping the defense. I'm talking about they wanted to fight us every play. Like it was, we didn't take no crap, man. And, and that's the mentality that, you know, I flourished under and I grew up under. And so now it's like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Uh, it's, it's I'll tell you a story. We were in Jacksonville. It was, it was. I think it was the year, right before the year you had your big year. And we would get in the red zone and we would throw it to these small receivers. And it used to piss me off so much. And so I, I no one knows this, but I went up to the OC's office. I was like, look, if you throw another pass to anyone but Mercedes in the red zone, we're going to fight. I'm like, because it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And literally, remember that was the year we started running. Me and him would be on the same side, and we we did we he did put everyone else on the other side. Me and him be on the same side, and you pick your point. You throw it to me on the short route, or you throw it to him on the deep route. And he, I would that next year you caught what ten touchdowns, like. But it was just like they made it so hard. I'm like, dude, this dude, like. I don't know why you're still not using the red zone. I'm, I'm going to have to talk to Matt LaFleur when I see him and show him some old tape. But right, when we were man. in college, it was either run or throw it to Mercedes. And we it were was, putting up 50 points a game. It was exactly like that, but just, just easy, man. And the two-man game that we ran in, in Jacksonville, that, that was awesome, man. Like, it was you, – you couldn't win. You couldn't win. Well, listen. I'm I'm happy that you're you're still playing. I wish uh, my body had the gri- the the grizzle and the all that. I I just couldn't do it no more. A little bit too I'm rough bro, for your boy. Running back is a little different, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you. I know everyone here in LA is happy. My man Dan is, is loving the way you're playing, and and congratulations on being the number one. I know you guys won, and y'all not done. I saw the shirts, won yeah, and not man. done. Yeah, I, man. Hey, tell them to send me one too, because I'm a Packers fan too. I ain't gonna lie. I'm playing <laughs> everybody bro. right now, but uh, keep it going, man, because it, it, I'm happy to see you. And tell AR, you know, we beat Cal this year, so he could take that to the bank too with him. 100, percent bro. Appreciate hey, Mercedes, it, bro. we appreciate the time, buddy. I love the stories. We're gonna have like. Uh, we're going to have an unrated version of this podcast at some point. We're going to have to bring you back on when you're back in L.A. Maybe in between the MMA sessions. Where are you at? You at Glazer's Gym? Where are you training? So I started out there, uh, and now I just I have my own trainer with John Lewis. And I don't know if you're familiar with John Lewis, but, you know, I trained Chuck Liddell, right? Yeah. Couture, been around for a long time. Uh, Novo Unyao, Brazilian. He, he's, he's the real deal, so. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see MJD get out there and roll around with you. A little, no nah, strike, you just roll nah. around a little bit. Listen, I don't, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I stopped I stopped tussling with grown men a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. Hey, Mercedes, good luck this weekend, man. You guys got the uh, the Panthers. Um, and just keep it rolling into the playoffs. Like I said, man, we're, we're both rooting for you guys. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, y'all. Dude, I could listen to Mercedes Lewis tell UCLA stories and MJD stories forever, <laughs> and I have a feeling that's just the tip of the iceberg. Just the tip. Yeah, just the tip. Uh, okay, let's go games here, buddy. Yeah, why not? Speaking of tips, we're giving everybody tips on who's going to win this weekend. Before we do that, let's talk about what happened last week. Though. Oh, I'd love to. I don't even know. How did we do, b you, you know, it was very respectable. It was a very respectable week. Dan, first of all, coming into the week, Dan had a one-game lead. Right, real respectable. Dan comes in, shows up, five and two. Oh, Struts, that's more than respectable. A very right. Give him a five, bonus game. Five and two, respectable. When you face somebody that went undefeated, MJD went seven and zero on his picks. Really? Uh, so uh, coming into the week, Dan had a one game lead that has switched. MJD now has the one game lead. Dan's Dan's record on the year is fifty two and thirty three. As MJD always says, very respectable. Very. Respectable. If he was a coach, that'd be respectable, no doubt. MJD is now fifty three and thirty two. He has now secured the one game lead. All right, I got enough of that shit. Um, let's get to the games. <laughs> you know, you know that thirty two is gonna stay there, right? We're gonna, we 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 want to go undefeated the rest of the I'm way. Not going wow. undefeated two weeks in a row. Okay. All right, let's do these games. Uh, New England at Miami. Listen, Miami played well, I thought, for the most part, against Kansas City. They sacked Mahomes three times. They uh, forced four turnovers in the game. Um, and they gave up a season-high 27. That's a season-high for that Miami defense, mm-hmm. giving up 27? That's 33. impressive. They gave up 33. 33. Um, yeah, that season-high. This, this is a good football team. I know Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks is 21-5. and five. Um, And I... I, this is a different rookie quarterback, though. I feel like Tua's really... He's progressed he, nicely like, in the last four or five games. I mean, just in the last four quarters, I feel like he's played... That that game, he was struggling a little bit. Then all of a sudden, he started making some throws where you're like, yeah. okay, now uh, losing Gasecki is going to be tough. I don't know how long he's out. I know he has a shoulder injury, but... Uh, he was kind of becoming his security blanket, too, I felt you, like. You need that. You need that kind of guy. So who, who are you taking? Uh, I'm going Miami. 24... 17. Yeah, so I, I believe this. I think the Miami defense is very similar to the Rams defense. I don't even think the, the the Patriots get 17, to be honest. Their offense is horrible. They stink offensively right now. Yeah. I And I, it's not good. So, I agree. Um, I, I, I pick Miami winning this one as well. Uh, I just don't have a score for it. I don't think it'll score 17 points. All right. Remember, the uh, the Patriots beat Miami week one 21 to. 11 and they had 217 rushing yards in that game but the last three games um miami given up just 73 yards per game on the ground i feel like miami's starting to find who they are yeah i totally agree um i can't i can't wait to see this team next year it's kind of like washington like i'm more excited about miami next year right. and washington next year than i am this year mm-hmm. okay so we're both going miami there chicago at minnesota they're both six and seven they're the eighth and ninth seeds in the NFC. The Vikings actually had a chance to go up 10 to nothing on the box. Then Dan Bailey misses his first of three field goals. He also missed an extra point. Kicking issues, nothing new to Vikings fans over the last few years. On the flip side, Chicago snaps a six-game losing streak by beating up on a depleted Texans squad. Uh, speaking of uh, a depleted squad, the Bears a little banged up in the secondary. Um, 
So I, I am concerned about that. But then you look at the Vikings, they beat one team with a winning record this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be big in the trenches. Um, I think there's going to be pressure on Cousins, and that could be the difference. I'm picking the upset here. I told you I was going to go to Minnesota. I can't do it. I'm going with the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're going to have the same picks this All week, the way man. through? Yeah. Does that frustrate you? It does, because I like at this point, I don't even want to be the, the, the contrarian. I just want to just pick who I want to pick. Yeah, go ahead. I just I think finally like even though the Chicago Bears didn't run the ball the way they should have after that big run from David Montgomery, um, I still feel like Mitchell Trubisky gives them the best chance to win right now. He's playing well. He's not turning the ball over. Um, his running ability helps out a ton, and Minnesota's banged up, and their defense gives up a lot. So um, I, I have Chicago winning this one as well. Um, I, I think Khalil Mack is starting to hit his stride again. Mm-hmm. He's kind of getting that mode. He had a yep. safety, uh, sack safety, had a forced fumble. Like He's starting to play uh, Ever since he started uh, getting into it with, with Mercedes, Mercedes yeah. a little bit. He got a little, yeah. you know. Um, the juices are flowing. Yeah, I think he's good to go. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Bears as well. Yeah, you know, the offensive line for Minnesota gave up six sacks against Tampa. I, I think that's going to be a big part of it. 20 to 14, I'm picking Chicago. Seattle at Washington. Uh, my Washington football team, sexy pick here. Alex Smith dealing with a calf injury. If he can't go, Dwayne Haskins starts. Uh, that's going to be trouble. But I yeah. think I think it looks like Alex Smith is trending in the right direction as of this point. Um, as good as the defense has been for Washington, we've seen what Russell can do to buy time. He's not Big Ben. Okay, this is a very obviously different situation. Um, and... Here's what else I'm looking at here. The Seattle defense, which has been the Achilles heel for the first half of the season, now allowing 14 and a half points per game over the last four. Yeah, they, they're starting they to find their mojo. Nobody. They play the Giants and the Jets. Stop hey, it. Don't take a dump on my nuggets. Stop it. I, I mean, you can make numbers sound, make anything sound What do you good. mean? They're playing better. Are they who not they, playing so better? Tell me who they play. Are they not in playing the last better? Four? I don't know. I can't tell you. They haven't played anybody. All right. Let's, let's, let's look this up. They gave up a ton to the Rams. Let's look this up. The team, the schedule hasn't been great. Okay, so don't give me that. Then. It's the National Football no, League, Maurice. Not not this year. Anytime you it's give like, up fourteen and a half points per like, game, it's, it's kind of like the pack is to the Power Five right. right now. They played the Jets. Okay, take that one off. They're All terrible. Right. They played the Giants, who are a better football team. They, they played the Eagles and they played the Cardinals okay, over their so, last so four. What, so what? Okay, the Cardinals finally. Played well against the Giants. They haven't played well in the last couple of weeks. Before that Giants win, they they the only win they had was a Hell Murray against the Buffalo Bills. Otherwise, they'd have been over before that one. Right. Okay. The Eagles. That was with Carson Wentz, and they struggled to beat a, a, a Eagles team that was turning the ball over at a high rate. Carson Wentz wasn't playing well. We already talked about your Giants. That was Colt McCoy at quarterback. Right. And then they played the Jets. Like they haven't really played anyone. And to be honest, if Alex Smith, you know what? That's the one I'm gonna switch. If Alex Smith plays in this game. Make sure you write this down because it's a tour. It's a twofer. If he plays, I'll take the Washington football team. Can't do that. If he doesn't, I'll take the Seattle Can't Seahawks. Do that. What do you mean? No. That, that's a big that's a big difference. I'm not gonna put my I'm not gonna put my picks on Dwayne Haskins. What's if Haskins plays, then yes. But I believe in your defense, and I believe Alex Smith doesn't turn the ball over and he gets the ball out quick. And a defense that has to blitz your safety, and this is the other thing. And no disrespect, I think oh, I think Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is all, uh, is a tremendous player, but I think he he was a little into himself uh, broke, talking about that record this week. Well, they broke the record, like like, and this is this is kind of how I equate it. Um, 
a DB breaking a DB sack record is is or like a, a which should be a defensive lineman kind of thing. Uh, it's like me being happy that I had the most passing yards as a running back of all the RBs. The like, that makes passing yeah, yards, that makes not receiving yards, yeah, passing the most yards. passing yards. That <laughs> makes no sense. Like you're paid to cover. Like I get it, and and you've struggled covering, but you're blitzing. You're a tremendous blitzer, and that's how they utilize you. That's awesome. But eventually, you're gonna have to cover somebody too. They're, you, otherwise, they're gonna have to move you to linebacker and just blitz you off the edge the rest of the time. Listening to him talk about the defensive back sack record. It's almost like he thought he had just set the NFL rushing record, or right? The NFL like, sack for, record, right? I, I, it was weird. And I by the know. way, that that record just for our for our fans, um, when he actually sacked his former teammate Sam Darnold in the second quarter, that put him up to eight and a half sacks on the season. So he just uh, took over the former record, the record that was set by uh, former Cardinal safety Adrian Wilson, who had what? Eight, had eight sacks in two thousand five for the most sacks in a season by a DB since the NFL began tracking individual sacks in eighty two. Yeah, and Adrian Wilson was a big linebacker playing safety. Playing safety. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. That's just to me Adams. like a who cares type of record. I just I couldn't believe how into it he was in his post game presser. If, if Alex Smith plays, I'll take the football team. If he doesn't, I'll, you put me for the Seahawks. What would you say right now? Without, if you had to take it right yeah, now, without knowing, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take right Alex. I'm, I, I'm assuming Alex is gonna play, and I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the football team. The, okay. the the picks can't accept based on. I need a team. I Which told team? you the football team. Okay, give okay. me the football That's team. It. Give me the football team. Don't, don't try to hedge your bet, dude. That wasn't hedging. That was being honest. No, you're hedging a bet. If, right. if Haskins plays, let's be honest. If Haskins plays, I, I have a better chance of moving the ball down the field playing quarterback right now. Not only am I picking Seattle in this one, I'm picking Seattle to win big. I think 34 to 20 is going to be they're the gonna final. They're going to score 34 on your defense? I, th- I, I think so. Wow. I think it's a really good defense, okay. but they're going to have a hiccup. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia, 4-8-1 and one at Arizona. Yeah. Arizona improves to 7-6 and six after their win. They're the seventh seed the final playoff spot here's the key for them kyler murray ran the ball 13 times it's a different offense when he when he runs the ball the eagles he's a running back a different team highest paid running back in the league with right now. hurts well he's a hell of a good quarterback dude he, he has a nice arm too uh the eagles a different team with hurts at the helm as as was shown in that win over the saints here's here's what i think is going to happen there's some game tape i know it's only one game but there's game tape now on hurts at the NFL level. And the Eagles secondary is an intensive care unit right now. I think Kyler torches them. So this is my thing. The one person you didn't talk about, which is so disrespectful, is Hassan Reddick. Oh, five sacks. That's what you forget about. Yeah, no, yeah. They, five sacks, they find amazing. a way to get to the quarterback. And listen, we're not talking about the Eagles having the best offensive line in the game right now. Um, and this is the other thing. When you practice against a mobile quarterback, you know how to defend a mobile quarterback. And that's why I think the Cardinals are going to win on top of that. The reason, let me go back real quick why I'm picking the football team. That flight from Seattle to D.C. is tough late in the year. That flight from Philly to Arizona is tough late in the year. And it's, it takes a toll on these players. As much as people don't want to believe it, it takes a toll. And I always like to go with the home team in that situation. Okay. Uh, I feel you. Uh where did we have our score? 31-24. Um, I have Arizona. You're picking Arizona as well. Kansas City, yeah. New Orleans. This uh, was my Super Bowl pick. Yeah, I, this is a Super this Bowl preview for a lot pick. of people. Um, I hit on this earlier. The Raiders are the only team that's beaten Kansas City this year, and they did it by taking shots. you got to beat them at their own game. I don't think the Saints are built to do that with Taysom Hill, so they're going to have to beat them a different way, and I don't, I don't think they can do that. In order to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to score 40 points. I don't care how you do it, but it has to be a four and a zero on that scoreboard. Patrick Mahomes has played his worst two games this season. Probably of his career have been against the Las Vegas Raiders at home. 
and he threw an interception. He was they were going three and outs. It was just bad ball, and they scored thirty two. Right, and then he threw three ints and was sacked three times against the Miami Dolphins. And guess what? How many points they scored? Thirty three. So in order to beat them, you have to score forty points to beat them. I don't care how bad they play. I don't care what's going on. They can score and strike quickly. And especially if you're playing in the dome, Taysom Hill better be ready to, to – he better be a running back out there. So they better just go to single wing T and try to keep Mahomes and him off the field. But I don't know if they can score 40. That's the problem. So you're going Kansas City. Oh, yeah. I mean, I told you, I'm picking Kansas City. I, I literally picked Kansas City every week. All right, so I, maybe we shouldn't pick him anymore because I'm picking Kansas City too. 33-24, uh, the final there. Cleveland and the Giants, I'm a Browns believer. I, I Even with that loss, I felt like I learned a lot about him. Uh, the Giants' run D is good, but it won't be good enough to contain Chubb and Hunt. And the Giants, offensively, just not good enough right now to overcome the turnovers by Daniel Jones. In 13 games this year, They've only scored over 23 points twice. Why are you cutting me off? Oh, you want the single on you? Oh, here we go. He's going to go talk ahead, about finish, Daniel finish what you were saying. I'm done. I'm saying no, the say, Giants. Say it again so the people can see my face when you say it. In 13 games this year, the Giants have only scored over 23 points twice. Okay. And what was, about, what was the thing about the offense and Daniel Jones? They couldn't overcome what? Turnovers. His? Yes. Okay. What? I said that. I said that months ago. Yeah, I know. I'm All saying right. it now. Yeah, exactly. I'm reiterating it, 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 what you said months ago. So you're ago. taking the Giants? No, I'm taking the Browns. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm just telling you, I said this months ago that he wasn't that good. But Dan was like, I'm not how saying, can you say that? That's he turns right. the ball over. He, he has too many turnovers. I'm not saying he's Turnover not, machine. We've established that. I think he can get better. No, can you? Yeah. Sometimes sure. it's in you. Sometimes in your yeah, DNA. It's like, it's like, you know, there's some things in people's DNA that they just can't do. Like you can be raised by different people. You can be all these different things. But there's something in you that forces you to do certain things. I think it's just in his DNA. You think there's the turnover over. DNA? Yeah. All right, so we're both picking the Browns here. I'm I'm going 27-14 in that one. So we are through the picks. I am uh, trailing MJD by one game, a crucial game. I picked against my childhood team, Washington. You picked, yeah, I picked Washington. I picked the football team. Uh, you try to put a little asterisk there with the, I tried, the Alex Smith one, and, and, and Gibor did not allow it. That's no. why you don't have Can't to. Have I believe this. I believe Alex Smith will play. I believe that defense will be lights out. If you can go to Arizona and beat the Niners and score right. twice on defense, I think you can do the same thing with Russell Wilson. We've seen him you know, be shut down by defense as well. Good luck to you, my friend. Week 15 has arrived. I hope it's as good as week 14. Yes. In terms of the games, not the picks, because I need to be better on the picks. All right, we'll see you next week.